2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Force will be with you. Always.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Star Wars Star Wars Alliance, your home on the Geek Ultimate Alliance podcast network for any and all things Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Katie Rinchler, and with me as always, Nathan, Mr. Wobbly Boots. How are you doing mm-hmm. today, Nathan?
2: i uh, doing good, uh, doing good. Going to talk about one of my favorite movies in the Star Wars universe. For all the good and the bad that goes with it.
0: Yes, you know, sometimes, and I don't think people realize how much of like, the prequels are just so pure with the intent and everything and the explanation. So I'm like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was watching it again last night. I'm like, I love this movie. Mm, me too.
2: Me too. I recognize its problems. And maybe for me specifically, when this came out in 99, like, this was my chance to have my Star Wars. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. my introduction was, like I had said before, uh, what was it, 94? i think the vhs box set came out and the had like uh, the death star or whatever in each individual sleeve one was yoda for mm-hmm. uh for one one of them was a uh, stormtrooper, and the other one was darth vader's helmet on them. and that was my first time watching it. so what i, I want to say it's like 94 95 and then the special editions were coming out and i went to the theaters and watched those but like this was my chance to experience star wars with a whole new generation of people. Yeah. And like I went in. And, man, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and like I said, we were uh, talking earlier offline. Like I got my original Phantom Menace visual dictionary out. Which, look how tiny that little guy is. They've gotten so much bigger <laughs> since then. But you can see the original Yoda that they tried to do. They recreated the puppet and did a terrible job. And people savaged it. And George went out and replaced that Yoda with the CGI Yoda for the DVDs. And everything of the, the head sports. So you can... You can still, there are copies with that Yoda, but I think it, they're hard to track down.
0: See, I'm fairly certain my DVD copy has that Yoda. Because I was I watched it on Disney Plus last night, and it was the CGI Yoda. But then I know I've seen that Yoda. So I'm like...
2: Maybe, maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe the DVDs did come out with it, and then everything else after that, and they went they went back over it. But I know that that's why in uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, there was never any... It, it was only we're doing CGI Yoda. There, there was no more puppet ever. Yeah.
0: Which makes sense when you look at how scary he was, so. Well, like, and I was telling you <laughs>
2: offline uh, that I think the problem was is that George didn't have nobody, or at the time he didn't know where it was, or nobody had saved a mold from the original, what was it, like 78 when they were filming Empire, so like. They didn't know where the mold was, so they tried to recreate it as best they did, and they thought they did a good job. And then when the movie came out, people were like, "What the hell happened to Yoda? He just was he on drugs during that? And like it got savage? So then he went out and did the he did the CGI one. And then I, I'm guessing sometime during the Disney purchase and you know them taking control of all the Lucasfilm assets, that at some point in time, Ryan Johnson or somebody on the team unearthed at least one mold or a head mold or something of Yoda, which is why he looks so good in. The Last Jedi, yeah. which is, you know, one good thing I could say about that movie is Yoda, <laughs> Yoda looked uh, very, very good.
0: I know, I know you were happy about getting yeah. to cover the prequels before we get into the yeah. sequels, but it'll
2: yeah.
0: have to happen eventually.
2: It will. It but
0: will. before we get into the jibber-jabber of today, even though mm-hmm. we've kind of already started, yeah, Nathan, yeah, why sorry. don't you give us the podcast paperwork spiel? Uh,
2: okay. We are a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with nine shows, seven days a week. And uh, the, on Mondays, we have World's Finest True Believers, which there's a little a little note and a little changes that will be happening. My, not changes, but uh, Chris has been, since joining the network, he's been doing, every other week, he's been doing a new episode and then a retro episode from before they were on the network. Well, he's got three more retros left, or two more. Ba- okay, so two more. Basically, in the middle of next month, on the odd weeks when he runs out of retros, instead of Thursday being so packed with three shows, he's going to switch off and on with Ranger Alliance. So things will go a lot smoother. So there won't be, there shouldn't be any more doubling up. So on Monday, you'll either have World's Finest True Believers or Ranger Alliance. Yep. And then on Tuesdays, we have uh, DC Alliance every week, and then Wednesdays is uh, Marvel Alliance, and then on Thursday, instead of three shows, it'll be either Star Wars Alliance or Slice of Film. So it'll go back to being Katie's (laughs) Day altogether with just one or the other. And then um, Fridays, we have Superhero Discussions. And then Saturday and Sunday, we have uh, Weird Science Comics DC and Marvel. And we also have a Patreon account, a uh, dollar, basically just saying thank you. Five dollars helps us uh, keep the uh, blaster charged. And uh, we are an ad-supported network. We don't get to choose the ad, the volume, the repetition that they're played. Uh, so just bear with us on that. But that also helps keep things going. And one more thing: if you could rate and review on your podcatcher, of course, or podcatcher of choice, it really helps uh, the show get pushed out there. If you just give a five star or one star, whatever your stars, are, I don't care. I'm not trying to influence you. Mm-hmm. You can be like greatest show ever, three stars, or whatever, you know. But Just add that, and if you're on the uh, YouTube videos and stuff, a like and a comment or a share, any of that stuff really does help out, and we would greatly appreciate it.
0: Yep. And one fun fact uh, that is covered for the rest of the month, really, uh, Podchaser is doing a reviews for good uh, Mm -hmm. campaign. So if you review on Podchaser, you can review a show or you can review specific episodes and they will donate twenty five cents per review to Meals on Wheels, so that's it's a good opportunity. Really cool. Because I know for me, I'm always like, okay, if I see something good, I like, I I mean to review all my people's shows mm-hmm. all the time, but sometimes I forget, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I can do it during this time and do something good with it as well. So if Absolutely. you're like me, that there's a good opportunity there. So uh,
2: me- meals on wheels. That's a. I mean, how can you? How can you? go against somebody bringing food to people who need it or can't get to yep. it or whatever. Like it, it, that's a, that's a great service, you know? So I, I would highly encourage that because I didn't know about that until just this second, but I think I will take my time to do a couple of reviews on stuff just to help out. Yep.
0: And like I said, there were individual episode reviews. So like, I know like for us, we <laughs> release all nine sh- shows on mm-hmm. one feed. So mm-hmm. that's a good opportunity if you like, Oh, okay. I listen to this show, but I don't listen to this show maybe there's a good opportunity to get reviews
2: in there. So. But but I will just say while we're talking about that, yes, technically we have one feed, but if you were to say go on um, Apple Podcast and review it, you know, you could be like, uh, you know, five stars for specifically Star Wars Alliance in there. Put your review or yep. whatever, and yep. we will see that. Yeah, like everybody else will see it, but we will see that and shout it out. And the same, if you want to do Marvel line or whatever, any show. So if you have a specific, you know, if you're like, "F these Star Wars guys," but I really like those Marvel <laughs> guys, you can still just review and put a review for the Marvel guys. And it, I mean, yes, it helps the whole network, but we still see it individually, and it, it's it's fine. So that would yep. yeah, anything helps.
0: Exactly. So, <sighs> um, with that, I was gonna. Mm-hmm. Kind of see if there was any reviews now.
2: I've checked in a while. There's been people that've just been doing stars. There's been a couple stars added, but nobody's putting in any written reviews for quite a while.
0: Yep. So you know, put it in. Might get. Might get to it on the show. That's what she
1: said.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I've been me and my wife. have been watching The Office for the first time. We've been slowly going through it, and I just, oh, like, I love that show. Like it's uh, it's such in my repertoire now, and I can't believe I didn't watch this show a long time ago because it is it's such, such up a, my alley. It's <laughs>
0: such a
1: good show.
0: Yeah. Um. So we don't have a lot of news to talk about today, but we do have some. And today's mm-hmm. news spiel comes courtesy of Star Wars News Net. Um so first things first um Stellan Skarsgård actually had an interview um with uh the Daily Beast and he talked about kind of uh the tone of both Rogue One and the show and kind of compared it. He said, as you know, they'll shoot me if I say anything. I can't even get a proper script. Yes. Yes. It's printed on red paper, so I can't make any copies of it. It's ridiculous.
1: Really? But when
0: I saw Rogue One, it had much more atmosphere and seemed a little more mature, and that was Tony Gilroy, who's the showrunner on this one. So hopefully this one will be a little more than little plastic people falling over.
2: I... uh. I totally, I wholeheartedly agree with the the Rogue One being just a bit more, like, Rogue One definitely feels, to me, in the vein of the original trilogy, which it should, because it, it you can yeah. literally put Rogue One and play A New Hope, and, like, you know, yeah. it's like the real, it, like, it hands it off, and I think that is such a, that's a, such an apt way to describe it, because... The original trilogy, while it's a, f they're all family movies. Like they're it was a little more mature, but they they brought kids along. You know, they never treated them like kids. So your mm-hmm. whole family enjoys it. And I I agree with like Rogue One feels that way too. Now it gets a kind of a little dark the way it ends, but it I, I feel like it's it's it feels so much like the original trilogy to me. It has got the heart, yeah. it's got the it's got the little humor, but it's never it never you know bogs down to stop to try to hold somebody's hand or dumb it down to them. So I totally agree with that. And I hope Andor is in the same vein as that. But you just said the same uh Tony Gilroy is still is the showrunner. So I I my fingers are crossed that he keeps that same you know, yeah, same the same level tone. of play. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um so some one of the interviewers asked him if he had taken the role to kind of like please their kid, his kids or his grandkids. Um <laughs> And that's their example was like Sir Anthony Hopkins played Odin as a nod for a nod to his grandkids. And he had, he said, I do things like that. Sometimes I'll go into a children's movie for that reason. But also I'm not the most mature person myself. So who doesn't want to go and fly a spaceship? Absolutely. And the final thing in the interview looking like this uh or looking at this one specifically is uh is Skarsgård going to be a toy someday here's what he said <laughs> fuck yeah go yes, play with is. dad don't disturb him go play with him so...
2: <laughs> he will absolutely be an action figure someday whether Lucasfilm makes it or not somebody with a 3D printer out there I'd be like nope I'm a completist I have to have it so they they will create him
0: yep so um, that is not the only and or bit of news we have to talk about. Um, there were some leaked images. Um, let me find it again. Sorry. Take your time. I can't find it. I can't find the specific article. But basically, I, I saw it on my Twitter feed. So I do know a little bit about this one. But basically, the um, there were some leaked pictures and we've got a costume similar to what was in Rogue One with Director Krennic. So we'll see kind of, I would assume we'll see basically like Project Stardust involved in Andor. Especially because it's a prequel. Uh-huh.
2: Well, do you think we will see uh, the guy in the Thrawn books? Uh, was it Rowan? Rome? Well, uh, you remember who I That would be about? a good Kren-
0: tie in. Yeah. Krennic's
2: right hand, because I'm not yeah. sure if we'll get uh, Krennic him, himself in it. Like, I would like that. But what a great way to tie into that is if you have the guy from the Thrawn books and he's reporting yeah. back to Krennic. because he was like Krennic's right hand until whether well, the events that happened in Treason or, or, no, in Alliance, and he had to go off. So, like, it's, uh, or, or, Treason, no, it was Treason. That's when the, yeah, the, they treason. came back in. So, but I think that would be a hell of a way to tie it in to not only the books, but to put a little more character context to the whole thing.
0: Yeah, that would be a good opportunity. And it's really it's really easy because while Treason was our introduction to him, you could easily introduce him another way Yeah, and kind of spin well, it off to where you don't need Treason. But it's just a, a fun look for book readers. So, Well,
2: my, my main reason of saying that is because uh, he, dre- he dresses very – him and Krennic are the only one that came yeah. out they're the only two that cape out and like thrawn even (laughs) makes a note of that of like when you're reading it like he he dresses in the same garb as krennic yeah with with the the cape so if you're gonna do the same uh uniforms like i don't know i just think that'd be a cool little tie-in maybe i'm thinking too much into it but i think it'd be cool
0: yeah no definitely uh Andor is supposed to premiere in 2022 so hopefully uh i believe It shouldn't be filming much longer, so we should start to see promotional material um, around August time frame, I would think. Uh, What would would you think? Same thing?
2: Do
0: I? You're thinking the same thing?
2: I I was going to say, I'm thinking after Loki. Because uh, we have Bad Batch kind of filling in the gap between the Marvel shows. And then I think because Loki comes out after that, I think that's just a good opportunity because that also, you know what I mean. That gives the Disney companies to shift gears because they'll have their they'll have their you know their Marvel shows out plus Black Widow, and will be coming off the heels of Bad Batch. So I think this will be a, that'll be a good opportunity. But well, well, because you've know. got we'll Vision the Book coming at some point. That, yeah, yeah, I don't so know. So you've I, got Vision. Yeah.
0: Um, which is the Japanese anime show. Um,
2: you're right. Yeah, they're gonna have to start soon.
0: So, like, and realistically, we don't know how the shows are going to premiere in 2022. We know Obi-Wan Kenobi is supposed to come in 2022. Mm -hmm. So, I think what people are thinking is, okay, we've got Book of Boba Fett in December. Mandalorian or Andor Mm
2: -hmm.
0: next? Maybe Andor, because Andor's been shooting longer than The Mandalorian has.
2: That's what I was going to say, too. I would think so.
0: So... You've got those two shows. I would think, yeah, I think Andor comes first, and then The Mandalorian, season three, and then Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mm -hmm. and then Ahsoka or uh, Rangers of the New Republic somewhere in there. Because I think Ahsoka, uh, I don't think either of those had a release date on them, but I've got to think you're going to fill some more time.
2: Yeah, you'd have to think so.
0: Especially because... I know, like, Marvel is planning Marvel, like, the shows. I think She-Hulk's filming. Miss
2: mm-hmm. Marvel's
0: filming? But those are the only two I can yeah. think of that are still filming.
2: are filming right now. Yeah, the only reason why I said that is because I just don't think Disney wants to overlap with their two biggest franchises. But at, at some point, you're right, I forgot how much stuff's coming on both sides of the aisle. They're going to... They're gonna have to do yeah. a little cross promotion here soon, or uh, not cross, but uh, parallel promotion, I guess I should say, sooner than later. So you know what, I, August that seems like a good shot to get your first images or stuff stuff of it. But at the same time, that could be we could be getting a trailer for the Book of Boba Fett around then. So either way, well, they're gonna have to just kind of throw some. I bet May the Fourth, honestly. While we have the Bad Batch, I bet that's when we really start seeing some stuff like pictures uh, from that, from all their projects going.
0: Yeah, which in, like, somebody on Twitter said something, but Star Wars is going to have to get better about cross-promotion because, like, Mm -hmm. you've got Vision, which we've seen a title card for, which we know is coming soon, and but you've got Bad Batch stuff, and they're not promoting Vision with anything, Mm -hmm. but you've seen all this Bad Batch stuff. But you also didn't get Bad Batch stuff until, like, two months before Bad
2: Batch came out. That's yeah. That's very true. I so, didn't really hear anything. There, there really weren't any rumors about it. It was just nothing, nothing. Here's your teaser trailer, and now here's another trailer. And uh, I, I am self admittedly offline, uh, like like uh, social media, but I do still scroll around like uh Reddit and YouTube, and I haven't even yeah. really seen anybody putting, you know, like B- Bad Batch. Almost at this time, seems kind of like an afterthought. Almost, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'll be curious Within to see this- what they do.
0: And that's where it's like Marvel's promoting Loki at the same time Falcon and yes. Winter Soldier's coming out. So it's like, you can do that, Star Wars. We have faith in you. Mm-hmm. Promote all of your shows that you want to promote and not just um, stagger promotion. That's why Solo suffered was because they waited to promote it for so long.
2: Absolutely. and And I mean, not for... Not for anything, but Lucasfilm in particular for the last couple, basically, I mean, whether people want to hear it or not, since uh, right before the Gina Prano stuff, like they have had, they had, you know, leading up to that, they have had a P, maybe not necessarily a PR nightmare, but they've had promotional, it just hasn't been handled well, all the way from, their high republic launch uh like virally and stuff i don't mean like sell- sales wise i just mean like virally and the way they handle and field questions and what they choose to talk about and not talk about and promote and i i just think it needs to be might need to be an overhaul in the pr department in lucasfilm
0: yeah it's a very possible thing you, i even you know got us I mean? a banner for it i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, because I just, and,
2: and I mean, I'm not trying to like dwell on or bring anything like that. Yeah. Like, just, just even the way they handled that and field the questions when it was brought back up, uh, like the Pedro Pascal and stuff and hip, hypocritic, hypocritical stuff and then... The start, the high republic, like every time they put a video out there, you know, like the kids like to say ratioed or whatever. Like it's getting destroyed on dislikes, and YouTube's going in there and removing dislikes and comments because that, I, that's a real thing. That's not just the people, you know, rooming around. They are actively pulling shit like that. So it's just things, things have got to get better in the communications department, or 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 just. I, I don't know. Ignore it all together. I, I don't know. This half measure shit's not working one way or the other. Let's put it that way. But that, that's yeah. just that's neither here. I'm just I was just bringing it up while we were on the topic.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like the Gina Carano like mm-hmm. quotes and everything on the Higher Public uh, video for mm-hmm. Ty York, which has thirty-four thousand views, one point seven. K likes and 4.6k dislikes
2: and then, then that's calmed down because i remember like the first month after the, it what oh it was bad there would be like 2000 or you know two point whatever up likes and there'd be like 30 you know 30k down i'm like oh mm. god like it was i i don't know and like i said like youtube is actively removing uh they're taking likes and they're removing comments and there there's a whether somebody's on the payroll or the YouTube just doesn't like what's happening. So there is actively shit happening. So it's not, that's not just conspiracy and, you know, you know, fat bald guy in the basement of their mom's house being like, I think this. It's, it's really happening.
0: Well, and it's just like, for me, and this was the same thing that I said about like Snyder cut, like release mm-hmm. the Snyder cut campaigns. Like, mm-hmm. like these authors, don't deserve any of this shit that's going down with the higher public. Like, sure, you may not like it, but you can at least agree. The promotion for the higher public doesn't deserve this kind of stuff related to Gina Carano.
2: No, 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 no. But see, this is—I I totally agree with you. Like, you—you you don't need to spam everything that comes out of there. That you lose your message in that, but. Eh, fresh off the heels of it. I understand the only way you're going to get your voice heard is to be loud and get it out there. But we're this far removed now. And like you said, it just, you know, because, you know, Joe Blow releases and is proud of this new book that they're doing or the first time they're working with it. Like you don't need to even, you know, like I said, even though the high Republic's not for me, like I'm not going to go out there and shit on, you know, first time writer or somebody who's done this or that. And this is their first time in a galaxy far, far away. Even if I don't agree with what they're doing, I'm like, I'm not going to destroy them. Like good for them. At least they they're going to do something I'm not ever going to get to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
0: For me it's all about like you at some point you've got to draw the line between this fandom is taking over your life in a yes. non-healthy way. Yes. and saying, "Okay, I'm going to walk away." You mm-hmm. have to draw the line at some point because I like I okay, YouTube may be taking down comments or like I don't know anything sure. about that. Sure. Well, so, but at the same time, they're still getting promotion based on this. Absolutely, you're going in and watching this video. Absolutely. to
2: prove a point. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: and you're making Star Wars more money. So, if you want to prove your point, then stop paying attention to them. Well, stop. You
2: You bring up a very good point, and it's it's very like like uh, you, you can't let it consume you, and you can't let it like even when they do stuff that you go, ah, what the hell? Like you can. You just let it all go guys like you can let it go and you can like what you like and you can treat, you know what I mean like like me like I don't I'm not going to get all worked out so yeah oh, like go, Wars I'm going to go to the legend stuff and I'm not going to I but I'm not going to also be out there being like high republic sucks if this downvote or you know like if I, I'm like whatever I just don't have to acknowledge it it doesn't bother it doesn't affect me to me it's like that's over there you know have have fun doing that and I think more people would uh could could use that lesson of just take what you like and forget everything else and quit getting so mad about it.
0: Yeah. You've got to do that at some point. And Mm -hmm. and especially just because like, sure trolls may think one way or another, but like at some point, like there's people who have been like, Oh, I let this consume me. And then I got to a point where I realized I wasn't having fun with anything anymore. And instead I was just trying to prove why this should come back. And very well said. So with that, that's our that's our moving on. <laughs> that's our moving deal on. Deal for the day. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, the last bit of news, really, we have to talk about, um, uh, is some stuff that Katie Sackhoff has said, and I know you yes. have something to say about yes. the all-female scene. I did yeah. not get a chance to watch that, so you're gonna have to. Tell well, me
2: about I, it. I I read I read the quotes. I didn't listen to her full interview, but. Uh... She was doing promotion, like, uh, she's very big into, like, fitness and health, and she's, within the last year, she's really been pushing her YouTube channel, where she does, like, a lot of workouts and kind of helps, and, like, ever since her time being cast, uh, as Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica, like, she's been in shape, and she's been, like, that really put it into her, because, I mean, if you watch her on that show, she's, she's cut and shit, you know what I mean, she's, she's, she's looked that same build, but, uh, they were talking, the, the interviewer brought up something along the lines of, uh, like talking about it, he goes, you know, like, uh, did you did you experience any pushback or was uh, was it hard or whatever about being uh, Starbuck in the in the reboot of Battlestar Galactica? Because in the original in the seventies, it was a guy, and then they brought in in the in the reboot, it was Katie Sackoff of Starbuck, and uh, you know Car Cara Thrace, and she was like. Well, I mean, at the time there wasn't, It was. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, for, right? It, but it was something along the lines of there wasn't really the internet there. And uh, and then the interviewer said, well, that, and the, that character became one. She is one of the, like people hold her up as like one of the great sci-fi things. And she goes, well, I think it was, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't hang a lantern on it. We didn't come in and go, hey, I'm a woman. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do the best at everything. No, she was just the commander. She was just a person in the unit. You know what I mean? There wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm a woman. And I got it done. No, she was just. She was an equal. She was an equal with the rest of the cast. She was an equal in the story. Actually, she was one of the main characters of the story. Yeah. And then they brought up uh, the all female th- uh, in thing in the Mandalorian, and she laughs and she goes, "Well, that question's kind of skewed." And she's like, "Because uh, Din Djarin takes on all the Dark Troopers by itself and has another fight scene by itself." And she goes, "But if you're talking about the." Uh, you know, as team, you know, him being the team. She goes, no, she goes, it, it wasn't like that either. Like again, it wasn't the, Oh, look at all the women coming in. No, it made sense in the story. Those characters were available to him. They were all fighters. And again, you didn't have to come in and go, look at me. I'm woman. Hear me roar. You know, it's just, it's, she echoed exactly what I've been saying the whole time. Like, I don't, this whole, like your, your entire identity is because of your gender or your sexual orientation or whatever. Like that's, to, to me, that's ridiculous. I don't care about any That's just a facet of your character or of a character. It's not their entire character. Like, you don't see... I, 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 you know, it was very poignant, and she, she brought it... Like I said, she's been screaming. That's, that's exactly what I've been trying to say. I don't have a problem with any of that stuff, but you don't have to come and go, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm this, I'm this, and I hold my whole identity on this. Like, what are you doing? That's just... That shouldn't be who your sexual orientation, the color of your skin, uh, any of that's your gender. That should not be your entire identity. That should be a facet of who you are. You know what I mean? And that's and I think she like I said, she knocked it out. I would highly encourage anybody to listen to the interview or read it because that's like that's what I've been saying. You know what I mean? Like and and that's why it worked. That's why you didn't hear any backlash of the. Of the like the like the end game where she's not alone uh, when you know you have your most powerful character who can beat up Hulk and Thor has coming down there with the gauntlet but she needs the rest of the only the girls to come like what are you doing that's such pandering garbage nonsense and like I said in this that's not what it was it made sense in the story these are the these are the people he had available to him all badasses and you didn't have to come in and go yeah we're the chick squad we'll we'll do it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was I would I would encourage everybody to read it even just those clip notes or highlights because that's she she knocked it out of the park and I, I'm, I'm not I'm paraphrasing when I say it because I don't have the quotes in front of me but it, it's just very it's just very poignant and like yes that's what I've been saying you know what I mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep so the other bit of Katie Sackhoff uh as I'm going to remove this ticker because it no longer applies right now <laughs> um the okay, so Star Wars Explained hosted a stream run by Am Far to promote National Youth HIV/AIDS Awareness Day and raise funds for the foundation. Um, Katie Sackoff actually joined the stream uh, for roughly two hours, and so during the chat and the stream, uh, she revealed that the cast of The Mandalorian was told Plo Koon was the Jedi showing up at the end of the season finale. Not Luke Skywalker, proving how badly Favreau wanted to keep Skywalker's return a secret. What do you think
2: about uh, that? That's awesome. <laughs> and you know what? It makes so much sense. Of course, you got Dave Filoni there. Of course, he's going to tell everybody's Plo Koon coming in because <laughs> he loves that character. Mm-hmm. Loves it. My, am I wrong? Did he voice the character in Clone Wars? Was that him doing the voice in Clone Wars? Or what? Because I remember, like. I know, like I said, he loves that character. He created Wolf Commander Wolf and the Wolf Pack to go with Plo Koon because he liked that character so much. He created that whole thing. You know what I mean?
0: James Arnold Taylor voiced him.
2: Well, I, okay, so but I'm I'm not I'm not wrong on the other part though. But I know I know, like I said, he loves that character, and that's why Wolf and the Wolf Pack go with him because you know Dave Filoni's like he's, he's the guy that's got the airbrush Wolf on his t shirt and stuff. Like he he's that guy. <laughs> he just loves him.
0: Well, so what I'm curious about, and I just read this in the um, the Star Wars News Net article, Plo Koon, Plo Koon dies at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Does he not?
2: He dies, yes.
0: So, and like it's shown on
2: scene, on, on screen. Mm-hmm.
0: It's shown on well,
2: screen. Well, he gets shot down by Wolf. He gets shot down and his, his, his starfighter explodes. Unless he jumped out at the last second and parachuted down or something, he's
0: dead. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was like... Yeah, okay. Around the time of the Battle of Urbina, Plo Koon had been dispatched to Cato-Nemoidia. Shortly after the Battle of Coruscant, Plo Koon helped secure a Republic victory at Cato-Nemoidia. Following the battle, he was flying on a patrol flight, but was caught unaware when Darth Sidious initiated Order 66, which caused all the clone troopers to turn on the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Plo Koon was shot down in his Delta Seven Ether Spike class light interceptor by clone pilot Jag, perishing as his fighter exploded and
2: crashed. Jag, all right, sorry, it was one of the Wolfpack <laughs> down there. But I'm just saying, yeah, he uh, in the in the movie, that's the last thing we see is like you said, they're flying in formation, and Order Sixty Six comes up, and you know, and his guy he says I and like falls back behind him and just oh unloads, like yeah. instead of flying a little parallel, you know, on the side of him like yeah. he would, he cut, just drops right behind him and lights him up.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. So I'm like, how would that have worked necessarily? I guess mm-hmm. you can like explain away that and like, like I, wanna say, I wanna say there's
2: even an explosion. Like I would I would even I'd even be like, maybe Plo Koon got away if we didn't see the explosion. Because we've seen starfighters get shot down and sometimes Jedi can survive. Hell sometimes even regular clone troopers can survive, even you know, come falling out of the lower orbit, you know. So like I would but I'm pretty sure that it explodes. Like we see the ba boom and then it cuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, and I th- think that would have been interesting. And it makes sense with Plo Koon's repertoire as far as, like, finding young Jedi. Like, he found Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. makes sense with his character. Little
1: Ahsoka. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but she also said that she has seen... I believe she said... I know... Okay, so Sam Whitwer, mm-hmm. um has seen the beginning of Bad Batch. Um, mm-hmm. we did get a new Bad Batch poster, by the way. I don't know. Have you seen it?
2: Uh, yes, I think so. With the
0: Emperor, Emperor Palpatine a top. Yes.
2: Yes. I did see that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, come on, you know, Maul's going to be in this thing. <laughs> like he's alive during this time. Sam, Sam Witwer in his Shakespearean Maul. People love it. Like we're, he's, yes, he's going to, we're going to see him putting the shadow collective together. Or, the, or, uh, I don't know what's it called in, uh, so, damn it, what's it called in Solo? Uh, I don't
1: think
0: I, I don't, and it's on the tip of my tongue.
2: <sighs> damn it, I know, now I can't think of it. Uh, <laughs> the Black, no, not Black, Crimson Dawn, Crimson, Crimson Dawn, so we're gonna yeah. see, I think we're gonna see him putting together Crimson Dawn, like the, in, in the remnants in the aftermath, because what, I, like, he even says it, I think, it to Ahsoka, that, like, he knows it's coming and shit's gonna be turmoil, like, what? what better time to put your stuff together when the galaxy's in a state of transition and, and chaos.
0: Yeah. So, um, Sackhoff was asked about if she's in the series to which she said how excited she was for the project did not say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Whitward joined the explained show, the star Wars explained stream, which is how he's in this too. um, Whitware immediately chimed in to say that he's seen the very beginning of the show and that it is in fact awesome. When asked whether or not he's in the series <coughs> two, he denied it, saying straight up he is not.
2: I think I'm going to call him lying liar face. <laughs> <coughs>
0: um,
2: didn't we wait, wait, wait? Uh, while we're on the tough scene, what we're in mall, didn't we? I believe we have like one of our first couple episodes of Star Wars Alliance where we talked about the rumor. That Maul was going to be the connective tissue between these streaming series, and he was going to kind of get it like, and, and Crimson Dawn was going to go from the Clone Wars season seven to what well, we didn't know Bad Batch, but like even through you know what I mean, like through a lot of these in that like Andor and stuff, not you know in yeah. that time frame between between Clone yeah. Wars and between A New Hope.
0: I think I remember what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really po- there's a lot of potential there, and I know like Ray Park. Was initially like drummed up, like there was rumors he was getting a contract to appear in multiple spots, so Mm -hmm. it's perfectly possible. Mm -hmm. Um, The okay, so the last question she was apparently asked was, "What was the biggest secret Dave Filoni has ever told Sackoff?" Sackoff refused to answer the question, uh, Mm -hmm. which may or may not lead to a lot of speculation. So, um, I really think we'll see Katie Sackhoff return again as book I would say almost <sighs> in animation, especially since we've already got Rex coming back, which granted that's not that big a stretch considering the whole cast is pretty much voiced by one guy.
2: <laughs> Man, you know, like not to not to like everybody's gonna have somebody, but like I could see maybe. Like, as we go through Book of Boba Fett and more Mandalorian, that maybe uh, Bo-Katan and Din Jarn develop a little, <laughs> like, it start, it starts as respect, you know what I'm saying? And then as they go to get the throne of Mandalore back, because we know Din doesn't want the throne. Like, he's will, yeah. he will willingly give the saber to, to Bo-Katan, but she can't take it like that, you know what I mean? But, well, you know, what? Like, I still think she's going to end up being the ruler of Mandalore. I think they will get it back at some at some point in time. But like, what if they're kind of like, you know, like uh, Queen Elizabeth and you know <laughs> Prince Charles? At least it's gonna be, you know, Queen Bow and Prince uh, Din or something. That's just, you know, he'll have to walk five Prince paces Philip? behind her at all times. Yeah, that's what I mean. He'll have to walk five paces behind her at all times, and you know, just like the Queen and shit with, with all her stuff over there.
0: <laughs> May Prince Philip rest in peace.
2: Yeah, R.I.P. Oh, my God, yeah, R.I.P. What. <laughs> The guy had a great 99 years old. He had a great fucking run. Like I want <laughs> to I don't even want to say. I want to say congratulations because most people don't get that. Like congratulations. Yes. You made it to 99. Like it was still up until like 6 months ago was driving or like last year was driving himself and like yep. walking just fine like if I can get to 89 and be like that, I'm going to say congratulations to me. So while it is sad and I feel for the family, like, like, seriously, and I mean this with the most utmost respect, congratulations, because not most people get that. and Not many people get that. And like, yeah, so like it's or how are you? Like I said, they were old, 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 old. So it's just, you know what I mean? Like, they, when you get up there really high like that, it's crazy. Like, you got to like, congratulations. Like, I, I hope I can function and go that high when I'm very, very old. But uh, yeah, I said all that to say like uh, Bo's gonna end mm-hmm. up back with Mando, but or not okay, not with Din. I don't mean it like that. But she's gonna end up back, <laughs> with, end up back with Mandalore. Like I think that will be. She, you know, we know we're gonna see her in Mandalore in season three. Like hey, she's gonna be there.
0: In Legends, the ruler of Mandalore took on the name Mandalore.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And there was the helmet of Mandalore.
0: <laughs> yep. Mm.
2: So, so like the dark saber kind of takes that. Kind of yeah. fills that in the canon, you know what I mean? Because like, who whoever possesses the dark saber is, you know, the ruler of Mandalore. Well, I suppose, yeah, whatever. You guys know the history; you've been watching.
0: <laughs> All right, y'all. I think that does us on the news front. So we're gonna take an ad break and come back to talk about the Phantom Menace. The good, the bad, the ugly. Does it deserve the critique? We'll talk about that next. Uh-huh. I'll be right back. <laughs>
2: Play
0: for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. Thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate it. We really do. So. I'm going to do what I typically do uh-huh. for uh my other show, <laughs> Slice of Film. Shameless plug. Um. Greg and I talked about Inception last week. So, mm-hmm. great episode. really had fun with that one. But so, this film released May 16th, uh, 1999, mm-hmm. 4 years after I was born. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love doing that to y'all.
2: Mm-hmm. It's just so Oof. funny to just
0: kind of see all Just
2: taste the wind right out of my sails and I'm not <laughs> I'm not even trying to claim it to be like some old man or nothing. I'm like, "Oh, wow. All right." Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: It's just kind of funny sometimes.
2: i sorry. sorry. Um, am It's like budget- Snail being like, I watched I, I watch Endgame and it was like the Fountain Eve. What, motherfucker? Aren't you like 27? Stop it. Fountain <laughs> Get out of here.
0: The budget for The Phantom Menace was $115 million. It has made $1.027 billion at the box office.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And was directed by George Lucas. So-
2: yes, and written.
0: Directed and written.
2: hmm And you can tell the writing part, uh, but the directing, like, on point. Like I, like I said, we talked about earlier. Like I, I love this movie, and I still love this movie. It, it, everything about it. I, I, I. The good, the bad, the gungans, all of it. Like I, I'll yeah. take it all. You know, <laughs> like it's just it, it's, it. At the time, it just it was my star wars like it was a new star wars that i got to experience with everybody cuz let me tell you the hype was real like i yeah. said we had the, we had the vhs releases and i wanna say 94 95 uh the first special edition came out in 97 the hype was real for that too the re, you know special editions coming out like oh there's going to be 48 seconds of new footage and you know all the all the nerd spooge was everywhere on the streets because people were like, 48 seconds I've never seen. And like, you know what I mean? I mean? Yeah. And so, like, the hype was real for that. And I, and I went and I watched all the special editions in theater when they did the re-releases. But then when this came out, like, like this was... I, I remember people going to the movies just to watch the, the trailer in another movie. They would go to get a ticket to a movie they didn't want to see, watch the Star Wars trailer, and leave. Because that, like, that's how much the hype was real, and when this came out, like, they were doing some great trailers. You had some great actors in this, and it was just, yes, like, well, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, we, we dive in anywhere you want to go.
0: <laughs> so, um, let's start out with. Oh, I want to grab
2: something. real fast. Go for it. Talk sure, sure, sure. Uh, I want to start out with. I love like one of my favorite favorite ships in all Star Wars. It's got to be in my top ten. Is the Republic cruiser? I have no idea why, but the ship that Obi and Quagga come in in the very beginning. That uh, Republic cruiser, and I'm holding up for anybody watching the video. That just a little simple design. I have no idea why, but I love those ships and the sound and stuff. So when it come when it comes in and goes in, you're just like, yes, here we go. or it immediately dropped into the ag. Okay. First, I guess we should talk about the crawl and how, like, maybe <laughs> it wasn't a great idea to start off with, like, the taxation of trade routes and flippity florp and uh, Republic yeah. councils. But, but I get what he was doing, especially watching the whole thing. But, like I said, I love that I love that Republic cruiser that comes over, and we were just immediately introduced to Quaggon and Obi Wan, and just we're off to the races, which is a George staple. You know, drops you in the middle of the action.
0: What I grabbed was Queen's, Queen's Peril, Peril, which is the book written by E. K. Johnson. Who, mm-hmm. and it covers basically Padme and the Handmaidens through her beginning reign because when the Phantom Menace happens it's like a month after she's started ruling month, two months, somewhere in that range okay and so it covers this but it also covers during the Phantom Menace so there's a lot of perspective or there's one scene in particular where like I never got Maul Yeah.
2: your handmaid's All your handmaids.
0: (laughs) I never got Maul. I like he he always seemed like he just seemed like a a dunce. Like he was good at battling, but he was just a weapon and was not anything more than that.
2: That is exactly what I took him for as a kid. Is uh, the Emperor slash Darth Sidious or whatever? He was the mind. And but he was old and kind of like even you yeah. know it wasn't like okay until you watch the Clone Wars and you watch Sidious go all Breaking Bad and in Revenge of the Sith <laughs> and he's like dude, tornado spins and shit you're like whoa yeah but like before that before we had all that context I was like yeah it makes sense that his apprentice because we in the original trilogy we saw the Emperor sit on his ass and what we see we saw the muscle Darth Vader come in and start wrecking people to me I was like yep makes perfect sense Darth Maul comes in he's the muscle only this one's a lot faster a yeah. more agile muscle. But that was before I had more context to Clone Wars and learning, (laughs) you know, in books and all that other stuff. And now Maul's way more fleshed out to me than he was.
0: But, like, even... So, like, yes, Clone Wars and Solo kind of, like, made him look better. Clone Mm -hmm. Wars, Rebels, Solo. Yes, Rebels,
2: too. Yeah, definitely Rebels. But, like,
0: Phantom Menace, it's still, like, (laughs) under... Maul's undercharacterized for me. Oh, yes. So, there's one... Scene where, um, basically, like she covers it, and it's like Maul, bef- like after he meets with like the Trade Federation dummies, mm-hmm. um, Nuke Gunray and Newt Vice
2: Gun
0: yeah. Um, and he goes and searches for a battle scene, and finds like, and is like, okay, here's where I'm gonna take them. Here's where I'm gonna separate Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Because we know there's two of them, so I'm going to have to separate them off, and then I will kill them one by one. So, mm-hmm. I like, it just it made me like him so much more in this, because That's, of
2: that. Well, if, uh, I don't know if you've read it yet, and for whatever reason, I've, li- I've started listening to the Plagueis novel, and I've always gotten halfway through it, and it's not for lack of liking it or whatever. But I want to say people have said Maul gets a little more backstory and a little context in the Plagueis novel too. Because, you know, it's all Plagueis and Palpatine and, and it goes into the events. Like I wanna I, I wanna say that they've heard that it even covers like right up to Quagon's funeral pyre. Like yeah. this book goes through all, th- you know, other viewpoints and stuff. And I wanna say Maul is a little more fleshed out then, or like has mode or like is. He's not just skulking in the show. I want to say, correct me people, anybody that know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I want to say I've heard.
0: I've also heard that, um, I've heard that I have not started the Plagueis, if you don't know already, uh, for those listening, I am going through Legends in order, uh, so I've made it five books. I'm on my fifth book. That's awesome. Out of 170, so. Oh, there's
2: 170? uh,
0: Somewhere in that range, yes. Damn!
2: So you're gonna do the the Clone Commandos uh, five book series mm-hmm. and all that, and yep. the, and the and the X-wing series and oh Yeah.
0: Yep. And, and you said X-wing series. Like so I said, X-wing mm-hmm. X-wing series is some of the best items of Legends. Like if you if you're looking for a Star Wars book to read, and they are like, mm-hmm. what do I read? I would even recommend those. Over some of the Canon books. Ooh, so Get them,
2: Katie. Like, get them. Spit and fire over here.
0: Well, like I'd recommend <laughs> them over the Canon Thron trilogy. Like,
2: Whoa. that's how
0: serious I am. Damn. So. <laughs> Alright,
2: that's them's big words there. Because you know how <laughs> fond I am of the Thron canon series. So those are novels. some good
0: books. And so I'm like, go read them. But yes, they're so we you you have Darth Plagueis, which is I'm using my legends timeline book right
1: here
0: mm-hmm. um, so you have darth Plagueis, which is 67 years before star wars a new hope and then you have uh darth maul shadow hunter and maul lockdown which is 33 years before star wars a new hope so okay. i don't know how much context you'll actually get with maul and that but there are two specific maul books maul novels yeah um and the 33 years before showers new hope that's one year before the phantom menace so
2: uh can i ask because i know you have a lot more knowledge and especially canon knowledge what the hell was Quin- quinlan Voss doing there and why did quack on, like <laughs> why didn't he say anything to quack why wasn't there a head nod like they didn't feel each other in the force like what the hell was quinlan doing there, just hanging out in the background in, in moss iceland or, or whatever you know going through with you know, you got Sebola over oh. there just acting a fool, and he's just sitting there being like, "All right, I ain't doing shit. I'm just gonna watch him."
0: Oh, you know what? I'm so mad that I forgot he was in this because mm-hmm. I I meant to show Matt. I like I literally went into this once the vote happened on Twitter. I was like, "Okay, I need to remember to show him Quinlan Vos,"
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and I forgot. <laughs> so now I'm mad.
2: Which, but, you know what? You know what's so funny is I have such an affection for Quinlan Voss, and he was only in one Clone Wars arc with Obi-Wan, which I liked well enough. You know, like, I liked what they were doing. Yeah. But it's really those un, those unfinished uh, episodes that Katie Lucas helped through the, the Dark Disciples book. Because that was supposed to be, like, a three-story three, yeah. three story arc of Clone Wars before it got sold or whatever. But I'm telling you, man, like, Katie, Katie Lucas helping, and I can't remember the author, but... Uh, put Golden. that. Yeah, put that together for Dark Disciples. Like, what a great book. Especially, you get your, you find out what happens to Asaj, Asaj of Interest and then, like I said, Quinlan, like, it just really made me feel for the character, and like him. So, like, if you, if you would like to know more of who we're talking about, like I said, he's kind of like a flash in the pan in the entire overarching yep. Star Wars thing, when you go, you know, just the three episodes, of Clone Wars. maybe it's only two, I want to say, of Clone Wars, but like, yeah, if you hit that book, I'm telling you guys, it would be like, man, you know, like, Quinlan, he's a, he's a great character.
0: Yep, and uh, I don't speaking of dark side, but I don't know how they would have turned that into a three episode arc uh,
2: just, because there's the,
0: so much context in there.
2: Well, how with the way they were going, like, yeah, but if you it, it fits into the Star Wars universe, and you basically yeah. okay, little spoiler alert is you get a lot of this from a Saj point of view, and we have so much character development and context from Clone Wars, this fits right in there, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we because you got to think, she starts off as the sassy assassin that's like flirt with Obi Wan Kenobi every time she sees him, <laughs> and then ends up like going out on her own and becoming a good thing, and like even teams up with the Soke. Like, so that, that it, I definitely see it working because I think it would have done the same thing in the series. Is it would have taken more of the Asajj, uh point of view while bringing Quinlan in as the second, just like the book does. I think yeah. I think it would have worked good because that's why I'm so but invested I, in the character.
0: What. What I was saying was I don't know how you turn it into only a three episode. Oh, arc.
2: oh, okay. I okay. So well maybe four. Well mm-hmm. we know um the, the Utabar you know the Utapar fucking arc that we were talking about in Clone Wars. That was yeah. four. They did have a couple, uh what was it, the one Mandalorian uh, in season five was four episodes, wasn't it? Where Obi-Wan yeah, and Duchess and, and all that? And well, I think that's
0: I think that one's in season six.
2: No, six is the lost missions. Season 5 uh, yeah. is, yeah, because that's only tw- uh, 13 episodes, and that's where, you know, Yoda goes all fucking crazy and goes to Morban yeah. and finds, uh, you know, Darth Bane's little spirit projector thing, which uh, yeah, great, great, episodes, great
0: episode. <laughs> I I know, and I told you I was going to get Matt to watch The Clone Wars, uh, mm-hmm. or finish off Season 5. To yeah, get did his you guys? reaction. No, I didn't. Okay. So, I'm not going to say anything. More than that, because sometimes he can hear me talking about him. Like, he hear me talking about okay. him last week. So okay. I'm like, okay. so. With anyway, that yeah, though,
2: that let's get back this. to the yeah. Phantom Menace. Let's get back to <laughs> Phantom
1: Menace.
2: Uh, I, I, uh, I. Without this movie, you do not get a lot of the movies that you loved in the mid 2000s. You don't yeah. get you don't get to where you are now and have the volume for the Mandalorian and for Marvel because George Lucas developed a lot of the CGI technology we have now. Like there was still, there was stuff out there, but Lucas Lucas film and Lucas animation and shit, and you know, industrial light and magic, they fucking, they gave the rough, you know what I mean? Like Jar Jar was a fully CGI character interacting and going through an entire movie. That was unheard yep. of in 1999, which means when they were doing the special editions and adding little stuff in there, they, this is 97 of the stuff they're working on. Like fucking mind-blowing once again lucas pushed the uh, you know pushed technology and, and and innovation and came up with stuff and a lot of other people picked the pieces up and here we are you know fucking 22 years later and look at look at where we are now with things and a lot of that is all thanks to george lucas pushing the bar and finding the right people to put together and just pushing them to do the th- you know what i mean to get the stuff mm-hmm. that we get now
0: yep and I know I'm jumping ahead, but there is sure. there's one more thing that I want to cover out of uh Queen's Peril because this just this just it's so much insight into like Sabe's head mm-hmm. as a person and like the whole story. And um so Captain Panaka selected all of the handmaidens and like picked ones that looked like her to promote the decoy a- attitude. Um He'd selected Sabe because she was used to being second best. She was used to people looking right through her while she played her part. She was used to being out of the spotlight and not of everyone's mind. Sabe had tried to convince the Gungans to join their fight and Sabe had failed. Sabe was determined that it would be the last time. And so you get to that throne room scene where Newt Gunray has Padme. Mm-hmm. And he's like, now you will sign my treaty. And so Sabe is looking at them. And she's still in the queen's disguise and yes. everything. Yes. And in she's the, like, yep. Yeah. And so she's looking and she's like, there were too many droids. Newt Gunray had Padme and he thought she was Amidala. They were outgunned and overwhelmed, but had reached their primary objective. They were in the throne room. All Padme needed was a moment, a distraction, a decoy. Sabine moved before she finished thinking it through. She left the relative safety of the guards who surrounded her and ran towards the throne room. Viceroy, your occupation here has ended, and then she ran. Mm-hmm. And that—that that is just like there's just so much. And conflict.
2: that's and that's where Padme takes that opportunity, pulls the two blasters out of the throne, and you know, grabs, throws one to Panaka, and they—they they blast their way out, yeah. and the rest of the guards grab. You know, they take the battle droids down. Uh, I—I yep. I remember seeing this with this kid and stuff and thinking, like, battle droids. What a fucking great way to really <laughs> outnumber the Jedi and stuff and like this. <laughs> Like This movie, this is what it like. I loved Obi-Wan. I loved Luke. I loved all that. But like watching Quagon and Obi-Wan just, you know, lightsabers galore, just going to town and seeing the Jedi Council and Yoda and Mace Windu and all them. Like, man, this movie, it just really spoke to me and going through. And I just, the Gunga, okay, like I know Aquaman, everybody was like, whoa, you know, an underwater city. Whoa. Well, the city of Gunga was the first time I was like, whoa. You know, when they're swimming down yeah. there, they're going, I'm like, look at this! And they go through the, yeah. the center of the world, you know, the core of the earth and stuff. And I know a lot of people give George Matt. shit about the CGI, but did you know Phantom Menace has more practical sets than any other of the ones that George Lucas worked on?
0: Uh, it has I has yeah, more I would, models
2: and practical sets than all the other movies.
0: I was going to, like, ask you about that, but no, I didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. What's funny about them swimming down into the Gungan City, Matt, Matt goes... You know, I don't know how that works. And sees him like walk through kind of just like out of yeah. tissue. He's like, well, that's cool. But I still think I'd prefer having a door that, like, I know is keeping the water out. <laughs>
2: He's cool with hyperspace going through and blast shields and, you know, lightsabers and stuff, but he has a hard time thinking that the Gungans can keep water out with their just walk-through portal. Right. I, it's just interesting where he draws the line. Oh, I get, no. I he, he has
0: a problem with some of, like, the space explosions and stuff. So I think oh, he's just, like, learning does. to live with it.
2: Well, so. okay. If he wants to, have, if, we, if we're going to start picking nits, uh, how about when a starship gets broken up or gets shot out yep. and all of a sudden it starts sinking or listening? <laughs> not, that's not what would happen. It would just stop. It would just, That's it. It (laughs) would do this. And you know, until the motion of it stopped because, I don't know. So we're going to start, there would be no fires and smoke (laughs) out in space. So we're going to start picking shit apart. We're really going to start just destroying the whole, the the whole franchise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the, so Gungan City, what did you think of uh, Boss Nass? And what happens to him in Cold Wars?
2: Boss Nass? I don't know. uh, He doesn't. We don't see him, we don't see him get killed in Clone Wars. I just think that he's some time in the 10-year jump, he's killed or is gone or whatever. Because, uh, you know, we got to think, we get Anakin here, you know, uh, as Jacob, uh, what's his name? And, um, like, uh, he, he could have taken a few more takes on things. But uh, you know it's all right. He did he did good for what he did. And man, that dude's had a rough life after this movie. And I'm I'm not saying it contributed to this, but uh, but Ahmed a... Sorry, no 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 you. no. no. Uh, Jake uh, was it Jake Lloyd? Isn't Jake he Lloyd, played? yeah, yeah, played Anakin. That's what I mean. Like he, a lot of people gave him a lot of shot. Him and Ahmed got the worst end of the stick out of this particular movie. Um, um. but. Like I said, I mean Anakin, you know, Jake he could have taken a few more takes on things or whatever, but like I said, I, I love this movie. I love Quagon being like the father figure here. You know what I mean? He's the he's the father that Anakin's supposed to have and because Sidious and Maul come in, like he's stuck with the guy that should have been his brother, Obi Wan Kenobi as being his father. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I don't know. There's just a lot of great things, and watching or listening to Dave Filoni talk about what was it, the making of Mandalorian season one, and talking about the Phantom Menace and where it goes, and like, whoa, man, so just fucking bravo! Like he gets it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I I just like I said, I love this. One. I like how if you are watching this movie, and let's just say you've never seen anything, you don't know any of it, and you watch episode one first unless you're very astute or have a great ear you don't know that palpatine is right darth sidious you know george films it in the way of like you do not know until the very end when he gives the little you know like the little smirk when they're talking like, at, at the at the you know funeral pyre so like yeah. if you don't if you don't know like it, it's you know what i mean somebody coming in brand new they go oh, i'm gonna watch the first episode in the series you know episode one you know most people don't start with episode four and then go backwards so like you, you really don't know until the very end yeah. and you're like oh
1: shit and
0: it's cool because realistically like you get through the whole like if somebody's looking at it from that perspective and going okay that's my first time with star wars and you go episode one episode two episode three mm-hmm. you really don't get that reveal until episode three like if you're not, not really. paying
2: mm-hmm. so until you're paying yeah unless you're paying really close attention like, you can go through the whole thing and be like, holy shit, like, I didn't know.
0: Yeah. So it's really cool. Um, it's, it's almost like this is Star Wars first mystery. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: Duel of the you... Fates, though, man. Okay, sorry, I, I, I want to jump to the end. I've been holding it off because I love this. So okay. go, ahead, go ahead, what, you, what you're going to say.
0: Um, What did you think about kind of the introductions for R2-D2 and C-3PO? Because obviously, like, we know who they are, being, like, the Episode 4 person, but, like, mm-hmm. knowing where they come from, I guess.
2: Okay. I found it interesting that R2 was just putting around Boo on, you know, technically technically the Queen's uh, Imperial, mm-hmm. for, or not Imperial, but the Queen's Um uh, But I, I don't mind, like, R2's, like, he's right out of the gate, he's something special, because he's the only really? little R2 you think could get it done. C3PO, like it's very interesting that Anakin and slash Vader created him that will end up coming back to Luke. Like it's kind of, you could have done that better, but it's, I, I get it. It shows, uh, shows Anakin's good with machines, which he'll be able to tune yeah. himself up later on when he, you know, gets all, all <laughs> he's all robo man. When he has to fix his yeah. own arm, he can do it.
0: Yeah. The, the idea of kind of, because it, like they switch droids when they get married, mm-hmm. and it's always bugging me. Like, okay, how does the council accept that now R two D two has just suddenly come in and belonged to
2: Anakin? Well, they use a lot of astromechs. That's how they all traveled on their starships and all. That. Yeah, so you'd have to kind of have a person, not personalized, but you would, you would use an astromech if it, it served you well, or it would. I, I I see it happening like that. Mm. Now I, right. I do like what do you mean my sick, It's a showing, and, and he looks at it.
1: My, my lord,
2: or whatever he says. <laughs> he's, he's, he's all naked. I thought that was funny.
0: Yeah. And, and so he was, so C-3PO was done via puppeteer mm-hmm. in this with the kind of in the same way as like um, uh, BB-8, kind of with, which, uh, and the puppeteer was erased in post-production. And then, um Anthony. Is it Anthony?
2: Anthony Daniels.
0: Anthony Daniels um did his lines off screen and kind of just read them. Mm-hmm. So I just and I before we get to the end, because I know you mm-hmm. sure. know okay. but this movie is just so pure. There's just a lot of good yes. things with it. A lot of this is literally like okay, George Lucas had way too much money and was like, I'm going to film the movie of my dreams right here. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that sometimes. So, it, it works for me. I really like the intent with kind of, like, I've already talked about the Handmaid of the Queen, but, like, the costumes there are just so impressive. Um, Costuming
2: always been so great in the Star yeah. Wars universe. And, like, in to show the difference from the dark times to now, like ev- like everything's pops and so vibrant and flashy, yeah. and uh, other than the white and metallic of the imp- the imperial times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so yeah, I-, I love it. Love
0: it. Yeah, costuming's great, but like especially with like the input based on there, Um and kind of just like the back and forth. Like Padme obviously feels like so bad for calling the the vote of no confidence in Mm war. and Mm -hmm. you can like see it put off in her face but like and i think people give uh natalie and um kira knightley like a kind of a bad rap for like how the queen's portrayed but that's really like a royalty portrayal right there um yeah like they've developed a persona for the queen and they kind of have to stick with that so i think it's a really good one because i mean there's a lot of emotion still conveyed with it still being, okay, I have to represent my people well here. So,
2: yeah, I, I like how uh, General Zog went on to become a uh, chancellor of the galaxy. So, that was a uh, public. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. But I, I, it does suck that he wouldn't come back. Uh, he wouldn't come back to do, like, Valorum was supposed to be in more of it. But after the reception of Jar Jar Binks and like stuff like that, like he was like, yeah, I'm out. Supposed, suppo- well that's always been the rumor I don't think I'm not sure there's been anywhere that's been corroborated but um, like that's always been the, the big thing is that Lauren was supposed to be in Attack of the Clones like obviously not the Chancellor but like as something you know what I mean like and uh, he just decided he didn't want to come back after the reception for episode one
0: yep so wait you made a General Zod reference. Oh, okay. That's He's General, Zod yeah. in Superman and Superman Two. Okay, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've seen Superman. It's been a, Superman l- it's too, been a yeah. little Superman Two, yeah. I've not care seen to... Superman Two.
2: Yeah, care to step outside, General, or whatever he says to. It? Yeah, come on. Like, there's people right now being like, "What?" Because like, <laughs> yeah, he was he was General Zod. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: I was I, I was diving into. His Wikipedia, but I now focus back on the Phantom Menace. Let's talk about... Is it Terrence Stamp, right? Yep. Yeah, that's
2: what I thought.
0: Let's talk about Duel of the Fates.
2: Oh, man. First of all, can we talk about the music that uh, accompanies this fight? Like, holy shit. Uh, John Williams was like... He was on one that day because, man, that shit is beautiful and intense. Mm -hmm. And you just... It conveys everything. Like, man, it's just... And I still... I still, still, still wish that episode nine instead of Rise of Skywalker would have been called Duel of the Fates because, come on, man, how perfect <laughs> that should have been. You know, cause that's the perfect name, not Rise of Skywalker. That's still one. Out of all the dummy, dumb, dumb names in the Star Wars universe, that is the dummiest of dumb. <sighs> that's dumb with a capital R, and everybody knows it. Alright, but anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Darth Darth Maul coming out. Like I, the, you can find the gif or the gif, but I remember watching the previews and stuff, and just him lighting up both sides of that saber, and people being like, "What?" Because like a double sided lightsaber. What? What? And just the way <laughs> they had Ray Park go in there, and the way they practiced, and the way he moved with that thing. Oh, I just yep. this is still, man, top. Top five, top three. Uh, I can see it. if somebody said that him yeah. going and up fighting both of them was his favorite, their favorite lightsaber fight. I, I couldn't even argue with them. It's it's just so great. I love the way they move and they stick and they go in this and ah, poor quagon and ah, it's just it's so good. It's so so good. I love this. Yeah. Like I said, the music, everything. It just makes it. I have. I still, to this day, have no idea why there are like these ray shields every couple of feet into the reactor that just go on and off. Like it <fart noise> just open and close to where Obi Wan had to no, he just had to sit there and watch. So still, I still have no idea why. But uh, like I said, I, I love this fight. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's a really good lightsaber fight. I think it's my top three. Yes. I think I still think the Clone Wars uh, season seven, Ahsoka versus Maul, is my favorite. But this one's probably second.
2: Oh, uh, Anakin Obi Wan, Revenge of the Sith for me. Like that's that's us. Mm-hmm. Love it.
0: Um. So, what did you think? And I'm gonna dive kind of into. I know you didn't like Master and Apprentice, like I did. But what did you think, kind of about Qui Gon Jin and kind of him step like because we get to Coruscant and he gives, he's like, I will train Anakin no matter what you say. Mm -hmm. so what do you think about that kind of like knowing we don't know a whole lot about the jedi council at this point when this originally came out
2: i think i just think it says a lot about quagon and his conviction in the force in the living force which he talks about the entire time and honestly like for all the shit people give george like you can get a lot from coming from Quagmire specifically from this movie. You can have a lot of good life lessons that you can apply to real life. Like your focus determines your reality is some of the realest and best shit that's ever been stated. And that's so true. Like if you're focusing on just terrible, bad shit all the time, like a lot of, that's all you're going to perceive and go. And if you start thinking about the positive and going to moving, like you can really make a world of difference in your personal life and your mental health like that. You know what I mean? And there's just a couple of little times where he's talking about stuff. And it just, to me, that just proves how much Qui Gon believes in this and how much he did believe in it, and why Obi Wan would be like, Well, my master believes so much in it, he would die for it. Like, I'm, I'm going to step up. I'm going to take this responsibility. Yeah. No.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. My, I, I, while I love the fo- your focus determines your reality quote. My favorite is still, there's always a bigger fish. Yes. And that's true
2: too. That is anybody that's been out there on them streets and, you know, had to, to, you know, had to defend yourself sometimes, or, you know, you got bullied by somebody. Well, there was only a bully until a bigger bully came and put them down. You know what I mean? There's always a bigger fish out there in the sea.
0: Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. and, so I know like people are always like Jar Jar was meant for the kids. And I know like mm-hmm. there's a generation growing up where it was like we love Jar Jar mm-hmm. completely. Like the adults didn't like him at the time, thought he was mm-hmm. stupid. But like at this point, there's like a generation growing up who's like I J- Jar Jar really respected me and that's what he was for. He was for kids at that point. But mm-hmm. I also really relate to Jar Jar Banks because he's a klutz. Mm-hmm. And I am a klutz.
2: So even though he stresses uh, the crap out of Binks. me. You mean Sith Lord Binks? Uh, because I'm a believer that that was the original intention. If you don't believe me, watch the video evidence Uh Lord Binks. He was going to be a Sith.
1: <laughs> that video is I've great. Ever, oh, I've video. never seen that one.
2: There's it's like an eight minute video, and it's or like six minute, and it's a very compelling argument. You go <laughs> by the end of it, I was a believer. I said, "Damn it, Jar Jar's a Sith!" Like he the whole time. It was his. It was it was Jar Jar all along. Oh. Uh, I I got why I was there, even when I was younger. Like, I never really cared for Jar Jar. And then, what was it, like three or four, like three years ago, my niece was young. She was like five or something, maybe six, you know, in that area. And she didn't have, she didn't really have any care for Star Wars or any of that. And I had it on. It was just kind of on in the background. And you know when she would stop and turn her head and watch the TV and watch the movie?
1: When every Jar-Jar time
2: she heard Jar Jar, and every time he came on, and she would laugh and smile, and even whenever the 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 thing farted, and Jar Jar going ooh wee, and like his face <laughs> getting shocked and stuff like that for her, that was that was that's what drew her in. So I totally I de- I get it. I totally get it. Like Jar Jar, like even though it wasn't meant for me, and all, like I totally get why he's there, and it does work for kids. Uh,
0: and. I was still dying laughing Like when he, he yeah. shocks his face. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I could not stop laughing. And I had my phone out, and Matt thought I was laughing at something on the screen. He's like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, I mm-hmm. just can't help it. Jar Just seems so funny. <laughs> so, I just – and that's never going to change, even mm-hmm. though he does stress me out now as an adult. Like, even yeah. the Clone Wars episodes, like, mm-hmm. Jedi binks
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they think he's a Jedi. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jar Jar, stop –
2: Stop touching things. Uh, my biggest problem with Jar Jar in this movie is like, I have her say, Mooy, Mooy, I love you. Like, whoa, whoa. Like, hey, well, let's slow down. There. Pump the brakes, Jar Jar. We don't need to throw the L word on already, buddy. Like, you slow down. <laughs> that, that's what, like, seriously, that is one of my biggest problems. It's just that piece of dialogue right there. Like, what? Are, like, whoa, I can understand him backwards talking, but like, we're, we're throwing out, Oh, Mooy, Mooy, I love you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, Jar Jar. Hit the brakes. Yeah. Uh, But I love this movie, and we could go talking about it forever. Like we can go over the, you can play the movie right now on the screen. We can watch (laughs) it go over, or you can give some final wrap up or whatever, whatever you want to do. Because like we can talk about uh, the technology for like the shield generator stuff. I really thought like the Gungan technology versus Naboo because Naboo is so just okay if I got to live on any planet in the star Wars galaxy, Oh, it's Naboo. And I'm living right there in that city. Cause it is, it's fucking gorgeous. And like with those yep. lakes and all that, like that's where I'm going. But I like the, I did like the, the, the Boomas and stuff like that. And Jar Jar, like, I don't know. My biggest problem, which is still makes sense is how you, you blew up the, the one ship and all the battle droids fell. But if you watch the progression of clone wars and all this, uh, you can't do that anymore. After Anakin blows up that one, they they have like little like you don't just get to hit the one general, you know, the thing of floating ship and then all the battle droids turn off. They they figure out after that. So if you kind of watch his character progression, uh, but yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, I love this movie. I love how you pay attention to the nuances and stuff going through. There's there's so much to pick up on, and yeah, there's a lot to hate on. And maybe a couple spots could use a little touch up in 2021 of the CGI, but it's, I, I don't care. I still love it.
0: Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with loving the prequels. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with loving the sequels. No, there's not.
1: There's so, not.
0: and as we've said it before, if there's if something is not for you in the Star Wars galaxy, if you don't like the prequels, well, there's yeah, really a lot awesome. of stuff out there.
1: So,
0: ah, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's just, I, and I wrote a, an article on it. I tried to find it because I was like, I'm gonna link it, but uh, the guy's working on the site, so it's down right now. But ultimately I, I think there's nothing wrong with the prequels. There's like you said, there's some stuff that can use a touch up here and there. Um, but this was this was literally like like I said, a guy who had some money to play with and was like, I'm gonna make the movie of my dreams right here. Oh
2: yeah, this is George um, opening the tool the, the, the toy box and going, I literally have the money to play with it. The, the most expensive toy. I can make my own toy, I can bring back the old toys too. We're like, yeah, this is this was him having a field day, and like I could say, you guys know me; I'm am a prequels guy. Like I love it, and it just mm-hmm. it it all. I mean, that's that's for me.
0: Yep. So, with that, Nathan, tell <laughs> us when they can find you.
2: Uh, you can find me right here with Katie. Usually every other Sunday morning at uh, ten. Is essential for you? Right, right. What time Eastern. is it? 3? Eastern. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, ten Eastern uh with Katie and uh you uh or you can find me most Friday evenings on super civil servants uh at nine o'clock eastern on youtube uh, yeah. uh other than that i'm I'm not really around too much, but if you got something you can email into one of the shows or sometimes one of the guys will tell me something somebody said, so I'm around if I need to be
0: yep um <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter it's at slice of katie uh I am also limiting my social media usage, but not as much as Nathan has. Mm -hmm. So you can still find me there for the time being. Uh, This show you can find on Twitter as well. It's Star Wars Alliance without the A and the Wars. Uh, My other show is at Slice of Film 1. Next week we will be covering, uh, I think it's Dune. Yep, it's Dune. So the original Dune movie, uh, Joe was kind enough to come on and join me for it. So, nice. I, I can't wait out. to
2: hear your thoughts on that cuz that is an interesting <laughs> movie.
0: It was <laughs> interesting, uh, <laughs> needless to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I but uh and just so everyone's aware, um the next episode will be coming the week of May 4th. So instead mm-hmm. of recording, that's why Nathan said you, most times Sunday mornings. So mm-hmm. instead of dropping the episode sunday we're going to join in on may 4th fun um and as we all know that is also the day of the bad batch premiere which is 70 yes. minutes long so we'll be talking about that well i'll be ha- talking
2: well i was gonna say if i had to guess a time that we would go live i, I this is not in stone but i want to say probably six eastern most yep. likely is what i want to say so if you'd like to join us on may the fourth talk bad batch i i'm it, I mean, it's not in stone, but I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure. Pretty certain, to be. Yeah. it
0: will. I I will have it posted um, on Star Wars Alliance Twitter's, so you are aware. Um, but we'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about our first look at uh, Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good. So yes. that will kind of be the topics. But I'm pretty certain, uh, since we've got Bad Batch that day, we'll probably be talking a lot about that and then a little bit about greater good and then we'll have a big episode on greater good so that Not is good. the plan for may um so i hope you all join us then um but for now that concludes today's episode of star wars line so i wish everyone a great day or night, nice, whatever time of day you're listening or watching and we'll see y'all next time may the force be with you always oh, nice.